Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, it's International Women's Day, and we've invited some of the women that we have relied on and value and uh, really appreciate being part of this show. And right at the top of that list would have to be our next guest. It's Dr. Shazma Mathani, who we have had on the show many times, an emergency room physician at the Royal Alec and the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton. Uh, Dr. Mathani, thank you, as always, for being here. I appreciate your time. Yes, an honor to be here today. You have been uh, just an invaluable resource to us on this show for a few years now. But I wonder, in the, in the journey of getting to where you are now, and I know your role and your your profile continues to grow through your work, um, but you must have had to overcome some gender-based stuff along the way, right? It couldn't have been easy. There must have been challenges. Oh, and yeah, and there's, there still are, right? Um, I guess it's hard to pinpoint one thing in particular, but I can tell you just in my experience in in the workplace and the way that leadership structures work right now. I mean, as you mentioned, I've been uh, growing in my career beyond just clinical medicine, and that means that I'm in spaces, um, in leadership spaces, um, around boardroom tables, um, in, in meetings with leaders. And I would say the thing that kind of stands out to me the most is, Still having to be careful even just with how I say things um, because of the, of how I might be perceived um, by usually men around the room. Um, there's there's still that stereotype of um, using adjectives like abrasive or shrill, uh, shrill, histrionic, emotional. I yes, hate that yeah. word, right? Emotional. <laughs> and so and these are these are words that never get used um with men who are speaking passionately about a topic, right? And so I would say that that's still something that I face um, quite commonly uh, when I am, because, I mean, you know, you've talked to me quite a bit over the years, as you said, and Mm. and I am passionate about topics. I'm I'm passionate about health topics. I'm I'm passionate about, um, you know, topics related to equity and privilege, and and these are things that are really important to me. And um, sometimes I do, you know, um, get worked up about them. And I think that that's important. It is. Um, that's why we but, have you on the air. I mean, cause it's because of the passion. I mean, that's the whole reason for it. Yeah. Thank you. And, and it's, but some, it's still a challenge for, for women like myself who, who are putting themselves out there, um, that get that, that pushback still and, and those labels that are placed on us because it honestly, it then, um, prevents women from entering that space because, because people aren't making space for them and being, um, inclusive. Yeah, I mean, you're you're young, uh, relative compared to me at least. And um, in terms of, can you talk about change? Like, there's been so much focus on this in so many, especially when you're talking about big institutional organizations like the ones that you work with. There's a focus on it. We know that. Has it changed? Is it getting better? Is it improving at all, Doctor Mathani? Absolutely, it is. Okay. I mean, some of my. Um biggest mentors in in clinical medicine and in in leadership and advocacy are are amazing women that are you know five ten years ahead of me in their careers and and once we start getting more women into those positions it it allows it it, you know it shows role modeling right that women a few years younger than them essentially can see like they can see themselves 
in that position where, um, uh, you know, those barriers essentially get broken down mm-hmm. because, because you can, you, you can see yourself in those positions. Um, and I, and I am so lucky to be able to have these, uh, these women mentors who are now in leadership positions who are making those changes from the inside slowly, but surely, um, in order to continue to make that space and, and to show the, the people around them that, um, you know, women do belong in these spaces and, and we have very, um, constructive and intelligent and um, innovative ideas to share to try to continue to improve the system around us. But you're giving that back tenfold. I mean, I have to imagine that young physicians who show up at the hospital as residents or whatever the case may be, see Dr. Methani and think, oh my goodness, I mean, look what, you know, your profile and your impact on the community, you're, you're giving back in terms of mentorship and leadership, right? And, and, you know, I, I hope so, but it's all because of the women ahead of me that have paid yeah. that way for me, right? It's like the, it would not have been possible without um, the amazing women around me that are, you know, have been paving the way, who are continuing to pave the way moving up. Uh, and, and the women around me that continue to support me. I mean, it's really challenging sometimes because um, there's this perception, and not even just with women, but we can, I think, apply it to every, everything where there's, um, there's this perception that the, that there's a limited amount of pie to go around in situations, right? And, and, you know, when, when other women are succeeding, um, sometimes, um, there's a perception that if somebody else is, is succeeding, that, <clears throat> that you aren't succeeding or you, you don't have the opportunity to su- succeed, but that couldn't be farther from the truth, right? It's, it's just so great to be surrounded by women who, um, who continue to support you in your failures and in your successes. And um, I guess I would just encourage every other woman out there to continue to do that for the people around them, but also to surround yourself by that because it's the only way we're going to keep making change. Yeah, making progress on this. We were talking about this yesterday, you know, about what we wanted to talk about uh, with Mac and Brad. And and I think think it was Mac that brought, I can't remember for sure, was saying, you know what, I'll guarantee you, even though it's 2023, Dr. Mathani sometimes gets... You know, people don't believe she's a doctor, or maybe even some people have said, I don't want a female doctor. Is that, has that happened to you when you walk into the patient's bay at the ER? You've been treated, you know, discounted, discredited because you're a woman? It has. Um, really? Yeah, it def- Yeah, it has. It, thankfully, it's becoming um, more rare, but it still happens. Uh, you know, there are lots of assumptions um about you know women women in a hospital um that there's no way that they could be physicians um you know that uh you know the comment that i get all the time you look so young there's no way you can be a doctor which you know i i just try to take that as a compliment sure okay um, you know rather than um a slight on my uh you know credibility and expertise but um, no, it's still, it's still a challenge. And, and, you know, one thing that I learned early, one of my, you know, I was talking about my female mentors, um, when I was a first year resident, right? So when you become a resident, that's when you have your MD and you can call yourself doctor. I was still going into rooms introducing myself as Shazma. Hi, I'm Shazma. I'm oh. the resident taking care of you today. And, um, I remember one of my female mentors, she was working with me on shift or I was working with her and she said, you know what, Shaz? Try this for a day and, and, and just see, see how it goes this shift and introduce yourself as Dr. Mathani when you see patients for this shift. And then let's talk about it at the end of the shift and see how it goes. And I mean, she, she was obviously right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it just completely changed the dynamic and it, it changed the, um, the way that the interactions went, um, because it kind of, 
immediately dispels those assumptions that people are making as soon as a young woman walks into the room. Yeah. Um, and that was some of the best advice that I got. Uh, and I continue to now give it to uh, the young women that are um, the learners that are working around me. Um, because a lot of, there are a lot of uh, ways that we have to act differently, that we have to carry ourselves differently, that we have to speak differently um, around patients with patients because of all of these um, kind of biases prejudices, and, yeah, and, assumptions yeah. and prejudices exactly that are that are um, like unconscious biases, right? Yeah, but they're yeah, there, but they're there, uh, and they certainly affect our interactions. And, and and I think that it's really challenging for um, my male colleagues to ever understand that because it's just something that they haven't faced, and and you know they have that privilege to not yeah. be able to have to navigate things in the same way. Totally. And unfortunately, that's one of the things. I mean. Um, you know, there's a gender pay inequity in medicine yes, yeah. that is extrapolatable to pretty much any profession. And one of the big um, contributors to that is just the way that women tend to have to navigate situations with patient care. It makes it means that I mean, like we want to spend more time with our patients. Right. But um, we do spend more time with our patients. But then that, you know, contributes to things like being less efficient yeah, and, tough, yeah. um, you know, getting different types of referrals when, when there are physicians working in the community. And so um, it's really a, a thing that's been perpetuated for a long time. Yeah, and, and it's, it's an ongoing thing. Doc, unfortunately, I am right out of time, but we'll do this again. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.